Welcome back to the Truth Podcast, season one finale. We did it. We made it to December. How many 50-something episodes? 50-something episodes, almost 60,000 downloads. We did it. So stoked to be here. Thank you guys all for joining us this year and new a new podcast. It took a huge pivot um, a couple months in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's been really good and I know it's been good for, for our marriage. I, the feedback that we've heard has been phenomenal. In fact, when I look at some of the top podcast episodes, they were, you know, four to five, you were in them. Oh, it really? was like, my husband is alcoholic, <laughs> my husband is alcoholic right too, meet my husband Carrick Clark thrown in there. So it was, you were well-received. Carrick Clark was number four? I don't know exactly the number, but um, yeah, you're up there. And yeah, I think um, that's a testimony to, I was kind of pondering, I don't know, how has the podcast kind of shaped you and your story? I mean, you were, that was probably a huge moment to come out and, share your story and be so vulnerable like that. How has the podcast supported you in, in kind of living that out continuously? Hmm. Um, I think it's been, yeah, it's been, I feel like one year into it, it's just getting comfortable. I feel like it was a big matzo ball out there for a lot of our friends and community, but, um, you know, alcoholism is so normal in so many lives. So, um, I think it was mostly for me, weird for me. It wasn't really weird that weird for other people. Maybe a little weird for other people when we come over and have parties and stuff. But um, I've enjoyed doing the podcast with you. I uh, I think it's fun and it's good. It's healthy and we try to do our best. And we're real. We're authentic. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep doing it next year. And we're going to spruce it up with maybe guests and different things and. I like that we have it. I like that we can go to the microphone and just, you know, have a conversation and record it and upload it. Regardless if two people see it or listen to it or, you know, a thousand. I just, I like the access to share. And I do think it's, yeah, it's just, you get you get a flavor of people, how they truly are. And um, sometimes I'll not see someone for like a year or so and then we'll have lunch and they're like, I feel like I know you. I'm like, rad. Because they listen to the podcast. They'll listen to the podcast or something. So hmm. it's here. It's being uploaded constantly, except this is the last episode. We just feel like it's a good break and a good time to reflect, talk about goals, talk about the, the new year. And I think that takes like accurate timing and planning and preparing. And every sports team has an off season. Every, everybody, you have to, you can't just be go, go, go and recalibrate, make sure we're on, we're, we're putting this in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I especially need just downtime to like recharge and find my creative voice again. And that's always been the case with Instagram, YouTube, and now podcasting. It's like I need to shut it all off so I can just think and get fresh ideas. And I think, like you mentioned, that's really good to do in life. I think we all need to do that more. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to a new season with some fresh content, fresh potential guests, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think about possibly adding some interviews sprinkled in here and there. 
we would both be on the podcast interviewing, which I think would be a unique yeah, mix. You get a you flavor know? of the way I pepper people with questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we both do. You're, <laughs> I do. I am a huge question asker. You do. I don't like dead silence. And I don't like dead conversations. Like the idea of having like a conversation not be interesting just shuts me down. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be fun to get like interesting people. We've got people reaching out about sponsoring. And right now we're just enjoying it being the unedited, unfreshed kind of version. But, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. keeping it real, and so <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> That's a funny thing. <laughs> oh, it's such a, I'm such, we're such boomers. No, we're not. We're millennials. Barely, I feel like. No, I think we're in the cusp. No. Okay. Um. Goals. Yeah, I just thought you know this was a goal that I had at this time last year, and I said I remember writing it down probably in December. January and then saying, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I gave myself a one month deadline to figure out the equipment, figure out how I was going to record it, figure out who I wanted to interview. And I just went for it. And I said, my goal is to do it through the end of the year. And so I don't know. I just want to talk a little bit tonight about goals. I feel like you're such a go-getter and like people are kind of starting to wrap up this year. Think about next year when you kind of start to at this time, at the end of each year, you kind of start to put together ideas. You're really good at goal setting. What it, What is your process? Like, take us through the process of the life of Trav. Like, you do you assess what your goals were this year? How do you come up with goals for the following year? And how do you make them so that you can actually follow through and they're like achievable? Hmm. That's a big. That's a big question. That's like eight questions in one. But well, I think it's and I I study other people too, and I think it's okay to have write things down that didn't happen, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, some cases it's, it's sort of like a bummer when you look at it and you see that it didn't, it didn't happen. But when, <clears throat> when something doesn't happen and you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. And so when things come about in the, in the world or in your family or with your, your kids, you have to be able to have time to adjust what your personal desires are for the best interest of your family or your faith. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of those things you can't see coming down the pike. And so you do have to pivot. Yeah. I mean, I want to be fulfilled as much as I can through work, but I think also, um, you know, what's, what's, you know, we have such a short time in this world and like, I want to be, you know, I just don't want to work my entire life and only find out like, you know, you have these precious years with your kids where they want to hang out with you and spend time with you. It's like, it's really unique. Mm-hmm. We have like limited time on that window and I just feel like, man, I got to seize it. And I'm really, I feel like COVID's been in some ways with our relationship with my kids and figuring, slowing things down, getting control of like how I'm using my time and, and alcohol and, um, you know, like edibles are very popular too and drugs and that kind of thing. It's like getting control of like, okay, what, what are you escaping? Like, what are you trying to work towards? You know, what's, are you trying to work towards that Friday to hang with your friends and have a beer? And it's like, and you can finally just let go. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's kind of like, oof. Now I've, um, I got really into sports, which were never part of my entire life. So I'm like sucked into sports big time too right now. So there's always, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how you fill your voids. 
Um, but I do think, I mean, drugs and alcohol has to be the most destructive thing possible. Um, destructive and distracting to your goals, right? Yeah, distracting to your goals. Because I think, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, once you have a drink, like a, like at 2 o'clock, you're not, you're not going to go play soccer. <laughs> 2 o'clock. Or like a beer, you know, at lunch. It's like mm-hmm. you're not going to play soccer. You're not going to go do the thing that you should have done a long time ago. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, goals is just time to reflect of like, okay, you know, like what's going to make you most happy? I, I was listening to Jesse Itzler recently, and I was really inspired. He's He's always kind of like, like, I, I, I think I got the wrong impression of that guy, hmm. but he's a really good storyteller. And um, he told a really interesting baseball story last week. And I was like fascinated. How but he, did you go to like a conference or something? He was on, he was sharing um, on a zoom call hmm. through a company. And um, what I liked is that he buys a big calendar and right in the beginning, you families will love this. He just plans out the year before the year plans him, is what he said. <laughs> and he's and they were planning out like as much detail as they can, like blocking the trips, mm. you know, because he's married to a wife who's CEO of Spanx, like also extremely busy. He's busy. You have kids. It's mm-hmm. like, well, where do you find, you know? And he has dinner with his family like every single night or something, mm. like unbelievable. You yeah. Know? So it's like it. There is time, and it does take planning. Yeah. And so. I mean, you can look at all statistics. I mean, if you don't write anything down or your goals or like what you want, where 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 is the ship going? You the chances of you accomplishing anything are just extremely tough. It's just hard to do. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, getting to the point, I do want to do that. I want to plan out the calendar, and I got all stressed thinking about that. I want to plan out like you know when's the surf going to be good? Where's going to where should we go? Mm-hmm. Where should we go vacation? Plan out the family things because that's are the, those are the most important things. And then there's certain like business goals I want to do. There's personal goals. There's physical like fitness goals and things of that nature. And so you write them down. I print them off and I staple them like almost next to my computer. So I literally look at it every single day. Hmm. And I feel like you always kind of do like a reassess, like a quarterly check-in. Or at least you ask me like, how are you doing with your goals? And I'm never really that prepared, but I think you're good at always keeping them at the forefront of your mind, which is awesome. Well, speaking of all this stuff, we just watched the movie of the year, movie of the decade. <laughs> Dude, buckle up, write this down. You all got to go watch King Richard. Richard, R-I-C-H-A-R-D. That's a video I did in 2019. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Uh, that is a good video. In fact, I will repost that this week. Um, dude, with Will Smith, who's like, I'm not a big fan of Will Smith either, but dude, he absolutely killed it in that movie. And it talks about... Um, <sighs> it's the autobiography story of Serena and Venus Williams. Their like, childhood, but also focusing on their dad. Yeah. And how he... much he like poured into them and like was just... Their, his life's goal was to have them be raised, <clears throat> like, not in Compton, and, like, to see them succeed in tennis. And it's a really moving it's a, story. It's a, it's a really moving story. And you see the girls, like, sleeping and, like, you know, they're sharing beds and they're sharing a room. And it's this intimate family. They're getting along. They're, and the dad's pushing them hard, you know, like, to do school, to do physical fitness, to practice tennis. And he's... 
like high expectation, high nurture. He's really like pushing them, asking them to focus. And then he, at night he would say, Hey, write your intentions for tomorrow. Like, what are your intentions? What are your, you know, mm-hmm. what are you trying to write? Write it down. Mm-hmm. All about it. And the girls were so sweet. They're so into it. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just believe their dad. And they wrote their things down. And, and obviously they just, they absolutely smashed every single like tennis record. You know, two girls from Compton, which is still like the sketchiest neighborhood um, mm-hmm. in LA. And... I, I just loved it. I just love the fact that like, I mean, you can be a good dad and also discipline and push your kids to do and be excellent, you know? And I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. And one of the big takeaways I loved about the movie too is even though he seemed as this like tough, like kind of aggro, like focused, goal-driven dad, like he, like you kind of mentioned, he was about that in every area of life and it wasn't just about tennis. Like, Remember, like he he got at the end. He was like upset. He did not want them to just give their whole life and not focus on school or being a good person. <laughs> like he didn't want them to get lost in the tennis world, which was cool. He was all about the round, well-rounded person. It was inspiring. Absolutely, go watch it. Seeing it's and out in theaters see, now. Yeah, and you can see the balance too, because like having his his interactions with his wife is so similar to the interactions you have with me. Like I can lose focus of I can bring all my insecurities into that relationship into me being a tough dad and he had a lot of insecurities um he had a lot of fears mm-hmm. guy was very very scared and there's this moment where they're almost about to get divorced or like they're just yelling at each other and it's just this really sweet <laughs> moment very relatable <laughs> very relatable I mean the car the part where they're in the car and he just drops them off and just takes off I'm mm-hmm. like that's for sure something I, I haven't done or I will, you know. Yeah. Just that kind of like that he was just mad that they were being ingrates and so, and maybe self or like maybe uh they were bragging. They're braggadocious and um yeah, such a such a good movie, man. <laughs> just it's we we've been starved for like great movies for so long. And they did a really good job. It was 91% rotten tomatoes, so tell the fans well, like it certain people don't really read into rotten tomatoes it's it's kind of a skewed you have to look at the audience score and the rotten tomato score and then watch the trailer and then come up with your own conclusion but look at tc's recommending it so it means my list um so anyways it's fun and honestly we i look at i'll see notes of goals or things that i wanted to happen like 10 years ago dude all those things have happened hmm. I, I wrote down this year like a certain amount of money saved and a certain this and that and like you know i'm i'm happy with half the things achieved mm-hmm. like super blown away and some of the things i'm like blown away i'm like what mm-hmm. how, how do we get that you know so yeah that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah i only had a few tangible goals this year and it was that i would have a better relationship with each of my kids more one-on-one time spent with them which I really think happened, especially since I had homeschooled for most of the year, half the year. And then um, the podcast was another huge one. Committed. Not easy to do when, you know, you're homeschooling and taking care of the house and YouTube and all the things. And yeah, I really think this podcast has been a surprised blessing on our marriage. And 
you know, you always hear about couples and I know I've talked about it before, but like having a hobby or something that you do together, it really is so good to have, especially when we're in the thick of it and our whole world is focused on our kids. Like it's good to pause each week and come together and just share and talk and um, learn from one another. So it's been a joy and I'm glad that God moved the podcast in this direction to do it with you. I think we should do a video next year. Yeah, maybe. But every night I'm recording braless in my robe, and that would be an interesting video. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) My loose subscribers. I think people, going back to some of the top podcast episodes that people were most interested in, it's the ones where you share something so deep to to your heart, you know, and it's talking about sobriety and alcoholism. And so I know you kind of briefly mentioned how it's going, but... I feel like people want to hear, you know, you're a year and a half plus in. I think people want to hear an update. How it's going. How does it feel around the holidays? Yeah. You know, is uh, it easier as it gets further along? How is it impacting our marriage? Hmm. Well, it's it really is amazing. Like I'm, I still have that, what's cool is that promise of just feeling like, like good things are in store, you know, like there's good energy, there's just good vibes, there's less anxiety, there's less, um, just, I just, I just, from looking back, just thinking like a little foggy, you know, like a little bit anxious, a little bit like, I don't know, um, maybe like, you know, like it's like you're in a Monday night football game and you're a quarterback and you just, you didn't practice the week before. So you just felt like a little, like behind. off your game, like maybe behind. Yeah. Hmm. And you're like, well, I could still got it, you know, like, you know, and it's just, so there's none of that. Hmm. There's a lot of peace about that. And, um, you just feel like more in your A game. Yeah. Which breeds, yeah, which breeds confidence. Mental sharpness. Yeah. And just the insecurities. I mean, I, gosh, I have so many insecurities in my life and I have so few of them because I don't drink, Hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, I sleep better. I, you know, I feel like my ex, my my fitness is there. I feel like I can just hop into a treadmill and go run two miles and be fine, like heavy, surf, whatever. Um, my relationship with my kids is phenomenal. My relationship with you is really, really good. You trust me, like, immensely, which breeds more respect, which breeds healthier marriage. Everything just, it's just little things add up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a game of it, you know, you really just clawed to so many different things. So is it tough? I do. Oof. I mean, I, I walk by, you have like a Merlot on the table or in the, in the kitchen. Mm. And it's yeah, part of me happen. definitely just wants to rip the cap off and just drink it. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you still use, I mean, booze is great, you know, like it's very taste, tasteful and rich and smooth and deep tones. Um, so it's still very good. I just, yeah, I, mean, I guess I miss some of it, but I really don't, you know, miss all of it. And I'm really happy. And I feel like there's just amazing things happening in our life. And so mm-hmm. I guess every discipline, I mean, you have to get control of everything. You can't just be a maniac, like, <laughs> you know, masturbating and drinking and just going bananas. Like there's just, there has to be some kind of lines. Yep. Not, you know, so you have to just get control of your life, like your body. It's like, what? Submit your body. Yep. 
And for some people like, like me, that's like, it's the, I've always lived my life of like, let's, let's take everything. Let's <laughs> more enjoy more. Every, more is so much better. So it's, and it's just not. Mm. So anyways, that's me. Yeah. Well, again, going back to being obedient in your just needs to give up and surrender and your sins is just has yielded so much blessing in your life personally, in our marriage, our family, but then being able to go and feel bold and brave and like called to share that um, on a public <laughs> platform. I don't know if I thought that through though, to be honest. I, I don't know if I totally thought that through. But you did because you are an open book and the fruit that's then come from that with strangers, with people we don't even know, um, feeling less alone or inspired or encouraged or all the things above. It's just, it's just cool to see that it's just another example of stepping out, sharing your struggles and how it meets people. And like, ah, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I mean, we could tell story after story for hours here of the ways that God has redeemed so much of your brokenness and hardship and bless other people and change the trajectory of other people's lives because of that. So all that to say, I encourage you guys. And I, I wasn't brokenness. I wasn't like this sad, like depressed soul. I just liked to have a drink at night every single day for years. And that just became my thing that I'd long for. And it was killing me. It was just ripping my, it wasn't like I was escaping like a deep depression or like a, you know, big sin in my life. It was just. But that it in itself was sin. And there was so much brokenness because it, it was. was infecting our marriage, our relationship. I mean, it, yeah, our marriage was completely broken because of alcohol. So you always like to kind of, but it was. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying that you it wasn't depressed. some kind of, it wasn't some no. event. <clears throat> It wasn't some event that happened that made me drink. It was just, it was just basically a, a, yeah, it was just like, well, everybody does this. Mm -hmm. And then it grew like a tumor. And next thing you know, right. So you have to take the tumor out. So, um, yeah. And what people don't realize what's quote unquote normal is broken. It's so broken in our society. And just to step out of that hamster wheel and just have your eyes opened is, is the gift. So, May that continue to be encouragement to those listening that maybe are like, hmm, maybe it is a little broken. Um, yeah, that's exactly. And people control and do, do, do certain things to get a handle on it. But it is a dragon. It is a cunning, uh, baffling substance that is wild. And so, um, yeah, if you're to the point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, Reach out to me. I'll do the best I can to help. <laughs> yeah, and in 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 follow up with that, I feel like even though I didn't have an alcoholism problem, I have drank barely any this year. Like occasionally here and there if I'm out with friends, but never at home by ourselves or it's yeah. just, it's cut way back, which is awesome. And I don't miss it one bit. In the beginning I did, I felt it. It felt like a loss <laughs> for me too, because I kind of felt convicted about it. But now it's like, I don't even think about it. I would want to have a glass of wine every night, I think. Five o'clock? Yeah. I mean, when you were drinking a lot, I would have always, I went through seasons where I had to like make myself not like wait off until the weekend, which again is very normal. But like... Now I don't even think about it. 
Now I just eat a bunch of sugar. We just make fudge <laughs> with just salt. just made fudge and I've made, I don't think, there has there been one Christmas? Have we ever been healthier? I mean, fatter, both of us combined? Has there ever been a Christmas that I have made fudge, peanut butter balls, stuffed cookies. And they're all gone. All the things. Yeah. Like the first week of December. <laughs> I used to never make that crap. And I make it to keep my hubby happy. He likes his little sweet tooth at night. Me too. Um, but yeah, good good things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is inspiring me now to go write my goals for 2022. Me too. Um, and Christmas cards. We've got to get those bad boys out. Yeah. The audience, the people are waiting. They are. Be on the lookout. Travis will post it on the gram and I'll post our our beautiful family photos. And I do want to post some of those too. So okay. we have to share. Great. All right. We love you guys. I, I cannot thank you, you all for just... It's just sweet, and we really appreciate it. And um, it's just it's humbling that you that you like it, and you tune in. Um, we enjoy it. To, to be honest, we really, really do. And it doesn't feel like a chore. It's tough to do, but it doesn't feel like a chore. And we're committed to the craft. We're committed to posting every single week. This is the last episode, and um, we just cannot thank you enough for the support and the love. And um, yeah, excited for next year. It's going to be amazing. We're going to keep sharing. There's going to be there's going to be amazing things, amazing episodes next next year. So stay tuned. Um, stay tuned for a random Tuesday in January when you'll just pop up with season two, episode one on your your podcast app, and you'll be stoked. We'll yeah, be back. We'll do the first Tuesday. No, we won't. <laughs> Mama needs a little bit more time. So. All right, guys, have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we'll be seeing you soon. Merry Christmas.